Sorry about that, guys. Last time. Yo. Okay. No, this is the beginning. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So without further ado, um, yeah, we got like 500 people here. All right. We're just going to bounce some questions off of you to see where you stand on the current model. So uh, are you supporting the current model, which is 24,901 miles in circumference? Yeah. Okay. Do you trust NASA? No. It, as part of what I'm going to say, I mean, I have, if, if you want me to like end, make this shorter, I could just read a couple sentences that I wrote literally like not even two paragraphs and it would probably uh, answer these questions. Well, I'll just, I think there's like eight left. So let me just go through all right, do you believe that natural science is the most appropriate branch of science to study the natural world? I mean, I see on you, your page, you write natural science, so I can't, uh, your definition of what- Basically physics, chemistry, biology, geometry, geology, stuff like that. That's real, yeah. Okay, yeah, so observable, testable, and repeatable experiments, okay. Definitely. So, um, does water cover the majority of Earth's surface? Yes. Okay. You believe in gravity? Believe in? I understand that there's a force in the universe. You could call it gravity. You could call it whatever you want. There's different definitions of it, but uh, that's not what this debate's about. So, yeah. Well, it is in a way because without gravity, the globe doesn't hold any water. So you have to believe in gravity for the, you know, mass attracting mass by virtue of its mass alone. Do you believe in that? Yeah, but we're, there's geometry and then there's physics and there's two different things. You know what I mean? There's it's two totally different things. One, one's a shape of the earth and the other, I mean, like, let me, for example, for everybody out there, right? You have a ball in your hand, right? You have a ball in your hand. You're going to put the ball on a table. Is it moving? No. Is it still a ball? Yeah. Exactly. So what are we talking about here? We're talking about the shape of something. We're not talking about physics here. So this debate has nothing to do with gravity. This has to do with geometry, not physics. It has everything to do with gravity. No, it doesn't. I just explained mm -hmm. to you that if you have a ball and you put it on a table, is it moving? You told me no. Is it still a ball? You said yes. Topic of the debate is I'm here yeah, yeah. to prove that this is a well, spherical yeah. earth and show evidence that it's a spherical earth, and you're here to show evidence that it is flat. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, do you believe water finds its level? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Do you know the equation for Earth's curvature on a ball 24,901 miles in circumference? I it's don't have it in front of me, and I'm not an expert on all the math. I'm learning it as we go along. Um, as it's I go forward, yeah. Seven point nine. Some people, so flat earthers have a tendency to kind of leave parts out of the equation. I feel because they don't really totally understand the math. Just like I can't totally uh, equate how far the sun is and do the math. It's very deep process. I could link people to the actual calculation, and I'll put put videos up there later on because it's very, as you know, mm. the science and the math behind actually figuring out how far the sun away is not exactly like two plus two. Yeah. Know? But, but we're standing on a surface in which we can measure. And if Eratosthenes was right with the stick experiment and the Earth is a ball 24,901 miles in circumference, then spherical trigonometry says that bodies of water, if gravity exists, 
and they're being pulled at a, or a consistent rate towards the core of the Earth, they're being pulled at a rate of 7.98 inches per mile squared. You can Google uh, Earth curvature equation. It's right. very yeah. easy to look up. Okay, yeah, there's different equations for lots of things, like perspective that, you know, a lot of flatters like to use. The yeah, word we're talking about the curvature right now. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm here to prove, that there's a curvature. Yeah. Okay, so can we agree on 7.98 inches per mile squared? Or have you not looked into that? I've seen the eight inch, but you know, once again, there's, there's, uh, there's, it's a math, mathematical equation that isn't just eight inches. There's a lot more to it. You know what I mean? But, um, what else is there to it? Can you expand on that? Uh, I don't really, no, I don't feel the need to expand on that. I'm just here to show evidence of a, of a spherical earth. Yeah. Is it because you can expand on it or that you don't feel the need to? I don't feel the need to at all. I'm here to prove uh, the shape of the Earth, that we can measure it, experiment, observe, and see that the shape of the Earth is a sphere. And, of course, you, you're you here to do to prove that it's flat, right? Yeah. You're here, natural you're here to show proof that it's flat as well, that we can measure, experiment on, and observe, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So we agree. Okay. All right. So uh, do you believe that we can stick to a spinning ball without gravity? No, but once again, we're like going away from the debate here. Like we're wasting time here. No, I've already told you, if you have a ball, dude, you, you cannot, on the table. listen. You cannot believe. You cannot believe in this without gravity. That's the glue that holds everything together. You realize this, right? You are gonna have to prove gravity tonight. I, I, I just showed you an example of how we're talking about ge geometry here, not physics. And you agreed that you could put a ball on the table and it wouldn't move. And it's still a ball if it's not moving, right? Yes, but you're that's a straw man argument because you forget about physics a different time, but this debate is about the shape of the earth. Okay, well you're gonna have to prove gravity and I'm just no, letting I you know. Explain that I don't have to. I just explained that I don't have to. And you should have bottom line is you're supposed to have evidence that it's flat. And I'm supposed yeah. to have evidence that so it's I'm gonna I'm gonna not only I'm gonna not only debunk gravity tonight, I'm gonna prove that bodies of water do not curve. This is a de debate about geometry, right? This is a debate about the shape of the earth, correct? The shape of the earth, yes. That's it. That's it. You're ignoring, so you're going to throw the gravity. It doesn't need gravity to be round. You just said okay. that when you said if you put a ball on the, why, why is that? Like, how do you not understand that? What is a ball? Okay. What does a ball on the table have anything to do with Earth, which is a, in a low-pressure vacuum system? Once again, you're going into physics when we're talking about a geometrical shape. This is the subject of the debate. You are here. you literally saying Earth is flat. I'm saying it's spherical. Like, literally, that's why this whole question part in the beginning goes away from what the debate is, because you, you're leading the conversation. No, yeah, you are. You're leading the conversation. It has everything to do with what we're talking about. To go, and I'm telling you, which you agree about that this is not what the conversation's about. The conversation is about the shape of the earth. Everybody watching wants to see proof that the earth is flat. They also want to see proof it's a globe. So let, right? let's stick with the geometry here because that's what this is a question of. Scientifically, this is a question of geometry, the shape of the earth. So physics doesn't play a role in the shape of the earth. Are you saying that? Physics has no part in this conversation. Well, we're talking about the shape of the Earth, so yes, it does. No, that's geometry. 
And that's what we're going to stick with is geometry. And you should have no problem. If you have, if you have proof geometrical, you need geometrical proof to prove that it's flat, right? So if right, you right. have geometry on your side, you should have no problem with sticking to the topic of the debate, which is geometry. By definition. I can't tell if you're like fucking with me right now. You've never been thrown off with the truth about the shape of the earth having nothing to do with uh, with gravity or geometry. Or it's just geometry. It's not physics. Yeah. It is physics. It has everything to do with gravitational force. It doesn't because need gravity to be involved, bro. Okay, what is pulling water down at the core of the earth? This, you're going, again, to a gravitational debate. This is not what this debate's about. Let's not waste time on that. We're talking if, your whole debate, if your whole debate is revolving around physics, then you lost from the beginning because this is not about <sighs> physics. You're here to prove the earth is flat. Dude. You're not here to prove gravity or not. All right. Hey. Do you believe that vacuum... Okay, last question, then we can start. We have 30 seconds. Do you believe that vacuums require a container? I I don't I plead the fifth on that. I don't I don't care. It's nothing to do with geometry. Nothing to do with it has geometry. everything to do with the the Earth's atmosphere, okay? You just said atmosphere? Do you believe there's an yeah. atmosphere? So you believe there's yeah. an atmosphere? Yeah, there's a high pressure system. That's what we're breathing in right now. Okay, so now I get to ask you a question because you just asked me a bunch of questions, right? So I'll just ask you one question. Okay? Alright. Well, I just asked you one. I said, do you believe in atmosphere? And you said, yes, there's an atmosphere, right? Correct. Did you ever look at the second part of the word atmosphere? Really? I just asked you a question. Did you ever look at the second part of the word atmosphere? Well, we have hemispheres too, man. No, that's Must not be a ball. But what is the second part of the word atmosphere? What's the last part of the word? Sphere. So you believe that there's an atmosphere and you're using the word atmosphere, which only works on a sphere, really. So you're saying it's not called atmosphere, right? Do you, do, you, do you fly in airplanes? Is it called atmosphere or is it called atmosphere? Is it called air sphere? Hey, it's a logical fallacy. I just wanted to see if you ever looked at the second part of the word. Now we could move on to actual evidence of... You know, I hope you have better arguments than this. <laughs> what the shape of the Holy earth shit. is. I'm going to show proof that the earth actually curves. All right, you got... I'll start your 15 minutes right now. All right, ready? First. You want to go? Ready? I mean, if you want to go. go first, you could go first. No, you go first. You want me to go first. Okay. So I'm going to turn my screen to some video presentations that I made today. All of them were made today, except for one of them. Okay? All right. An equatorial okay. mount is a mount for telescopes and cameras that compensate the sky. It works by having one on October 2000. An equatorial mount is, is a mount for telescopes Where? and cameras that compensate for the Earth's rotation. Wait, so one second. Okay, so I did want to just start this off with what I was going to start this off by saying. I want to start this debate off by saying I don't trust NASA. I don't believe in the Big Bang Theory or evolution, and none of those points or subjects should be talked about tonight. I'm here to provide evidence that we all live on a spherical Earth and that we can prove this with our own experimentation and observation. Okay, and now I will show you about 10 to 15 minutes of actual evidence. 
Are you, are you just going to show me a video or are you going to give me evidence? This, these are, like I just said, these are videos that I put together today. I'm narrating them. And this shows you visual verification that we live on a sphere. And this, every video I show right now, is proof that we live on a sphere. Like the atmosphere that you were just talking about, not the atmosphere, the atmosphere that you believe in. You believe in a sphere. You just said you trapped yourself, buddy. You're dealing with somebody who understands language. Just know that. And everybody out there, you should know I'm a language guy. All right. Okay. So let's uh, oh start this going. Dude. You want to start to 15 minutes? Let's go, baby. Yeah, you're two minutes in. Go. No, no, I'm not two minutes in. I said pause it. That was my introduction. You had 10 minutes of questioning. I just wanted one or two minutes to start my debate. Start it now. Go. Ability to allow the instruments an equatorial mount is a mount for telescopes and cameras that compensates for the Earth's rotation relative to the sky. Could you turn the chat off? One rotational axis parallel to the Earth's axis. The advantage of an equatorial mount lies in its ability to allow the instrument attached to it to stay fixed on any celestial object while driving only one axis at a constant speed. When trying to model an equatorial mount, working as it does in reality, it must be placed on the surface of a sphere. The reason why an equatorial mount proves a globe is because we can track objects celestially by using one axis. Objects. Because on a flat Earth, the stars move left to right and up and down. Because just pause the Earth it, is right? curved and you're going along with it rotation, you don't need to worry about the up and down axes. You only have to worry about the left and right axis. An equatorial mount completely debunks flat Earth. Okay. That's one. So I got a phone call. 2017. Yeah, I got a phone call in, in, while I was in the middle of that. And the point of that is an equatorial mount needs to have two axes moving around. Whereas... Uh, for a flat Earth, an equatorial amount needs an equatorial amount needs two axes to be moving around because the stars and the sun moves up and down and left to right on a flat Earth model, whereas our Earth, the one that we live on, only needs one axis because it only moves left to right when you're looking at celestial objects. But I had a phone call, so it interrupted this where it said that two axis point. So I just wanted to clarify that. Okay, next point. 17. I hope you understand all the stuff that you're talking about, man. <laughs> uninterrupted, remember. This is uninterrupted. On October 1st, 2017, YouTuber Sly Kane posted a video where a bunch of volunteers from all over the planet measured the altitude angle of the sun during the equinox. Their goal, again, was to find out if the round Earth model would agree with the data gathered from their observations. So participants in nine different countries conducted this simple observation, which is very similar to Eratosthenes' observation done over 2,000 years ago. Using the latitude of each participant, the sun's elevation angle was measured during solar noon for each location. These angles were then placed on a sphere to see if angles correspond accordingly. Spoiler alert, when the lines of altitude were plotted, the only model that resulted in zero contradictions was the globe model. Being that there's only one sun giving off this light, every point should have lined up with the same one sun. Unfortunately for flat earthers, you would need multiple suns in multiple different locations seen by multiple different observers 
for their flat earth model to make any sense. Yet another example of how with our own experiments, we can reenact what was done thousands of years ago to figure out that we do not live on a flat earth and indeed do live on a sphere. This observation even verified accepted size of the globe. Because the stick lines, which are the lines that were perpendicular to the Earth's surface during observation, all converged to a point in the center of a sphere. And those measurements were used to calculate the size of our globe. However, this observation also hinted that the sun was extremely far away. So if that could be verified, then Sly's observation is rooted in reality to an even greater extent. An equatorial mount is a mount for telescopes and cameras that compensates for the Earth's rotation relative to the sky. Okay, part three. 200 proofs Earth is not a spinning ball by Eric Dubay. Two, the horizon always rises to the eye level of the observer as altitude is gained, so you never have to look down to see it. So this is Red's rhetoric of YouTube who debunks flat Earth, and he flew his drone up 1,600 feet into the air and showed that horizon clearly drops with altitude, and this is proof of curvature and proof that the Earth is round. The Earth is a sphere. Remember, Eric Dubé's second point out of 200 that the Earth isn't a spinning ball is that the horizon will rise with altitude to the viewer's level. You are seeing right in front of you the opposite happen. So this right here is proof of curvature. Look at how that marked horizon has dropped. The Earth is not flat. Eric Dubé is wrong. Deal with it. The sun has a size of around 0.53 degrees, as seen from Earth. If you were to look at the sun through a solar filter, tracking all day long, as YouTuber Red's Rhetoric has done in this video, you would see that the sun would remain the same size in the frame. This makes sense because if the sun is the size asserted and at the distance asserted, we would not expect to see any shift in angular size as predicted by the law of perspective. The law of perspective being alpha equals two times the argument of g over two r. So observations done in reality confirm what we would expect to see from a distant sun. And that distant sun comports with the observations done by Sly and his volunteers showing the size and shape of our Earth. Flat Earthers believe that the sun is circling the Earth, but the sun doesn't change its angular shape and size, while the flat Earth sun should get smaller as it moves away and bigger as it gets closer. This is a law of angles called perspective, and the flat Earthers cannot get away from this fact. YouTuber Sean Hucker did some observations with his drone. What he did was very simple. He had his drone at a set altitude and waited till the sun was visible during the sunrise. As soon as the sun was just visible, he dropped altitude and the sun disappeared again. The geometry of a spherical Earth predicts that this would be the case, and when it was tested, it turned out to actually be the case. Alright guys, so now you see how we see the sun again? Yo, we can't see your video, man. No. Why is that happening when we lower altitude? It's because the curvature is blocking it. Bro, we can't see your video. And now we see again the sun rising. I see the, the sun. Sea. I see the sun there, right? You guys all see the sun. Everybody sees the sun right there. I, you got the no, sun, and this is like... Yeah, you see the yo, sun there, right? 
No, I don't. Your your screen is loading. I see the uh, the equatorial mount. Really? Yeah, I haven't seen anything move for like five minutes. Oh, what the <laughs> fuck? Are you serious? Yep. For five minutes, you haven't seen anything? No, you just keep playing stuff. What do you mean keep playing stuff? I told you I'm going to play like seven different videos. You didn't just see the last video about the sun, uh, the photos of the sun during the day? Nope. I see it on my screen. Yeah, you're you're loading right now. You've been loading for like five minutes. Uh, you could have told me f uh, four minutes ago. Uh, yeah, I was just listening. I wasn't really paying attention. Okay, uh, let's see. So do you see me now? No. Wow. Okay. So I'll, I'll come I'll, uh, I wish I know, I knew when is this happened. Here, wait, let me turn on the chat and see if anybody else is uh, seeing you. Yo, do you guys see him right now? Do you guys see the presentation or is the screen loading still? So they can't see. I wonder what the last video they saw was. Cause I didn't, I mean, if you told me four minutes ago, five minutes ago, I would have left the chat and came back in. You know? it it's the angle of uh, whatever you're talking about, Red's Rhetoric's uh, pseudoscience. Oh, my God. So it was the phone call. So for the past, I got a phone call and the video paused. And I think ever since then, you didn't see me. Correct. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, if you should have said something because I, nothing changed, you should have known something happened, bro. That's okay. I was just listening, dude. Okay. So they don't see me yet right now. You still don't see me, right? Correct. Okay. I'm going to come back in. All right. All right. Dude, he's spouting off like shit that he's parroting. He doesn't even understand the equations that he's spouting off. This is fucking stupid. I feel like he's an agent, dude. Do you guys get that vibe? <laughs> No, because I'm turning it. All right. Well, like I said, I got a phone call, and I didn't even know that it was – you saw it was loading, bro. I played, like, four or five minutes of video, so that's a shame. But we'll start it over right now. I mean, the truth is more important than five minutes in time, right? Right? Well, no, you got three, you got three minutes. No, that's fucking crazy, bro. Without telling me, that's, that's insane. What do you want to do? That's crazy. I'm just going to continue playing these videos. You want to stop? I can't stop at three minutes. It's not so now you're gonna cut into my time? No, it's I. I'm giving you. Yeah, I'm, an hour. If you want to go a little bit over an hour, I'm cool with that. Whatever you, you want to do. You can't. We have to start it over every hour. Like I told you, part of my time, my main time, are these are these proofs. So we'll stick with the hour. My main time are these proofs that I'm showing everybody that they can observe for themselves. Okay. So we're gonna. You don't understand half the shit you're talking about, dude. We're going to start. You, you didn't even hear it or see it, so I don't know what's going I heard everything, but you're spouting off stuff that you're parroting online. I thought you were going to talk today. I this thought you were going to tell me what you knew. talking with observational videos that we can all do ourselves, experiments we could all do ourselves. 
That's Have you done any of these experiments? Yeah. I use your own guy, Eric Dubay, that you tell everybody to go read about. I used his second proof about flat Earth, and I showed with observational you, experimentation that he's wrong. Have you done any experiments yourself? Or are you trusting Red's rhetoric? I'm, I'm going to, as everybody sees these experiments, we're all going to be able to do them and verify it. So that's what this is about, so that we can actually have so real, spouting, real science. You're spouting a dogmatic religious belief. I'd like to continue... Uh, this process and you know if you want to control how many minutes I get I got cut off there and you didn't even tell me I got cut off it would have helped by the way but let's let's keep going here um, yeah. an equatorial mount is a mount for telescopes and cameras that compensates for the rotation relative to the sky it works by having one rotational axis parallel to the earth's axis the advantage of an if you could turn the chat off ability to allow the instrument attached to it to be fixed on any celestial object while driving only one axis at a constant speed. When trying to model an equatorial mount working as it does in reality, it must be placed on the surface of a sphere. The reason why an equatorial mount proves a globe is because we can track objects celestially by using one axis. A flat Earth would require the rotation of two axes to track celestial objects, because on a flat Earth, the stars move left to right and up and down. Because the Earth is curved, and you're going along that curve during the Earth's rotation, you don't need to worry about the up and down axes. You only have to worry about the left and right axes. An equatorial mount completely debunks flat Earth. On October 1st, 2017, YouTuber Sly Kane posted a video where a bunch of volunteers from all over the planet measured the altitude angle of the sun during the equinox. Their goal, again, was to find out if the round Earth model would agree with the data from their observation. So participants in nine different countries conducted this simple observation, which is very similar to Eratosphere's <clears throat> observation done over 2,000 years ago. Using the latitude of each participant, the sun's elevation was measured during solar noon for each location. These angles Yo. were placed on a sphere to see if angles correspond accordingly. Spoiler alert, when the lines of altitude were plotted, the only model that resulted in zero contradiction. All right, I'm going to start my proofs because we, we're getting into my time right now. And it's not my fault that he had a fucking phone call or anything like that. So he can come back in. I'm going to start the chat back up. And I'm going to start uh, on my proofs right now. I can go on the internet and parrot whatever I read, but he's not offering any words of his own or any thoughts of his own. He's getting info from somewhere, somewhere else. He's not looking into anything himself, and he had a script that he's fucking parroting. So I could do that. Anybody could do that. I'm trying to debate him. I'm not trying to debate, to debate anybody else. So he'll probably come back in. Here we go. And I'll start right now. Right, so, bro, I'm sharing evidence, and they could hear my voice, and I'm going through the evidence, and I'm showing it. Don't worry about it. You don't want to hear the proofs during that time. It's your time now. When I get time again, I'm showing my proofs, because this is the main proof that the Earth is a sphere. And you're going to have to listen to it, and you should let all your followers listen to it, because it debunks everything you're saying. Go ahead with your time, please. All right. You're a piece of work, man. <laughs> All right, now, 
if gravity exists, which is necessary for the globe model to even hold any weight, then bodies of water should be pulled towards the center of the Earth at a rate of 7.98 inches per mile squared. That's on a ball 24,901 miles in circumference. Now, here lies the problem. Um, we can simply see too far over bodies of water. Now, what I mean by that, this is a famous uh, Chicago skyline photo. This is a blurry picture, but if you Google Joshua Nowicki, you can bring this up. And many other people have gone to uh, Chicago skyline and filmed this with uh, a P900 or a P1000. So basically, one second. Okay, so the photo was taken, I'm just going to hold this up. The photo was taken from Grand Mirror Park, which is 23 feet above Lake Michigan. Assuming Joshua was at the highest point in Grand Mirror Park and adding six feet of height for that of the camera, at most, the photo was taken 29 feet above the level of water on Lake Michigan. Due to the observer height, you have to subtract seven miles to account for the 29 feet of elevation. 29 foot drop to the horizon equals 6.6 .6 miles. We'll round that up to seven miles, making the total distance 50 miles. Now, given the curvature of the earth for 50 miles, we can calculate that the street level of Chicago is 1,663 feet below the horizon. The tallest building on the horizon is the Sears Tower, which stands at only 1,450 feet tall above street level. The top of the Sears Tower, which is 1,450 feet tall, should be hidden by more than 200 feet. So this is just one of many proofs. Another proof is a uh, Statue of Liberty, which stands at 326 feet tall. And you live in Manhattan, you can go out get a P900. These are only 500 bucks now, dude. 500 bucks to prove the globe. Okay? You can go. Oops, sorry. You can go out, see the Statue of Liberty on a, on a clear day from 60 miles out. That should be hidden by more than 2,000 feet of curvature, okay? And this is over bodies of water, which are not curving. And if bodies of water don't curve and the Earth is covered in 71% water, what shape do you think the Earth is? The next one, U.S. Navy railgun. Locks on the targets 100 nautical miles out using a line-of-sight laser, okay? That means the laser goes out to the ship, bounces off the ship, comes back to the, the weapon, and it, calcul it calculates the trajectory of the projectile using that laser. Now, the weapon itself shoots a, a non-guided projectile, but that's besides the point. The point is that this laser can bounce off of a ship 100 miles out, which should be hidden by more than 6,000 feet of curvature on a ball 25,000 miles in circumference, okay? So either lasers are magically bending over bendy bodies of water, or the Earth is flat. The weapon can only work on a flat earth. The proof lies within water, water brother. It's very simple. Um, let's see. Oh, before I go any further, I want to mention uh, how the entire heliocentric model got started. Now, the globe was mentioned before uh, Copernicus in 1543. It was only mentioned by Aristotle and um, uh, Pythagoras. So that was between 600 and 500 BC. But it never caught on until 2,000 years later, uh, which is a very, so it's a very recent model. It's only 500 years old in the grand scheme of things, okay? So 
basically Copernicus was forced to publish his book on the spheres of, or I'm sorry, the revolutions of heavenly spheres by the Vatican, none other than the Vatican, the day he died, hours before he died in 1543. Now, why did they push him to publish this? Copernicus didn't want to put his name on a theory that he couldn't prove. Okay, so this is a quote from Copernicus himself. And I quote, It is not necessary that hypotheses should be true or even probable. It is sufficient that they lead to results of calculation which agree with calculations. The hypothesis of the terrestrial motion of was nothing more than a, a hypothesis. Valuable only so far as it explained phenomena and not considered with reference to absolute truth or falsehood. So he admitted his theory was not even provable, nor should it be taken as truth. Okay, that's the that's the founder of your beloved spinning ball earth admitting there is no proof for it. Now, the reason the Vatican pushed him to publish this cosmological model is because it basically went against Christianity and the Bible, and that's what the Vatican was up against at the time. Now, the Jesuits were formed in 1540, three years prior to Copernicus publishing his book. The Vatican used Jesuit astronomers to mathematically reverse-engineer the original model, replacing the flat and stationary geocentric model with a big spinning ball Earth hurtling around their, their sun, their sun worshippers, okay? Um, so, you know, the Big Bang was created by another Jesuit, George Lemaitre. So it's a big club of Masons, Jesuits, and the Vatican. Who's been in control and power in the whole world for the, for the last 500 years? Masons, Jesuits, the Vatican. People, are you guys like beginning to piece together the puzzle right here? Okay. Um, okay, probably the best proof of the ball being a bunch of shit right here. Gas pressure cannot exist next to, I'm sorry, gas Gas pressure next to a vacuum in space cannot exist, okay? So vacuums require a barrier or a container to remain pressurized. So this magical atmosphere that surrounds the globe is supposedly being pushed down due to gravity, okay? So gravity is pushing a gas down and maintaining it in an open system. Now, I'll tell you why that doesn't make any fucking sense, because it directly goes against the second law of thermodynamics, okay? You cannot have a low-pressure system next to a high-pressure system, i.e. the atmosphere next to the vacuum of space without a container or a wall or a barrier in which we do not have, according to the heliocentric doctrine. So, um, yeah, the globe suggests that the magical atmosphere is stuck to the spinning ball or next, to the, next to the vacuum of space due to gravity, except Gravity has never been proven to exist. So how are we not being flung from a spinning, wobbling ball? That's my question. <clears throat> uh, let me get through this. Okay. Another good one. Geodesic experiments with buildings. Now, geodesic basically means the shortest line between two, two points on a sphere, okay? So measurements were done at the bases and tops of two buildings in Brazil, one in Torres and another in Natal, 1,895 miles apart. According to the GLOBE model, the distance from the bases of the building should be shorter than that of the tops, 
even over a few miles. However, the measurements between the bases and the tops were identical. This experiment can be seen in the convex earth documentary. So surveyors never take into account curvature for bridges, canals, anything. Railroads, nothing. That's because they can't. They have to make it accurate. They have to find level. Um, let me see. We got like five minutes left. Um, bear with me here. Can I find my little slide? Okay. So gravity has no weight whatsoever. It cannot be proven. And I'll tell you why. The only experiment ever set out to prove gravity that has even come close is something known as the Cavendish experiment. All right. Now, the Cavendish experiment is not an experiment at all because it lacks an independent variable. Dependent variables rely on independent variables to form hypotheses in scientific experiments. Without both independent variable and a dependent variable, you do not have a hypothesis, okay? You're loading right now. Anyways, so in the Cavendish experiment, the independent variable which is missing is gravity. The dependent variable is mass. So the experiment suffers from a logical fallacy known as affirming the consequence by assuming gravity already exists and forming the hypothesis with that in mind, that gravity must exist. So the logical fallacy is basically, if P, then Q. Q, therefore P. So it's like saying, if I eat 10 pizzas, I am full. I am full, therefore I must have eaten 10 pizzas. It's a logical fallacy, and they already assume that gravity was existing in the first place. Now, the hypothesis for the experiment is fucking ridiculous. It's literally saying if mass, then mass attracts mass. Cavendish experiment is not a fucking experiment. It doesn't prove gravity. If the only thing it proves is that pseudoscience can be masqueraded as science. And so that is the only experiment that you can fucking use to prove gravity. And if gravity doesn't exist, then bodies of water are not curving towards the center of the Earth. And if bodies of water do not curve and the Earth is covered in 71% water, then what shape is the Earth? It's not this. <laughs> it's not a fucking globe. So he's look. Yo, can you guys see him? He's loading now. So is, is your time up now? I'm still here, but I heard you said I'm loading. I'll come back in when it's my time. Yeah, I got three minutes. Okay. Um, okay, so I know everybody's wondering, okay, if gravity exists, then why does this pen fall? Gravity exists, then why does this balloon float? Are balloons anti-gravity devices, or could it just be a matter of relative density and buoyancy of an object related to the medium it's in? And that's exactly what it is. An object's relative density and buoyancy depicts whether or not it floats or falls. So raindrops fall through the air because water is more denser, I'm sorry, is more dense than oxygen. 
Air bubbles float to the surface in water because air is less dense than water. Balloons float in the air because helium is less dense than oxygen. It's not that gravity has an affinity for water and something highly personal against party decorations. It's simply a matter of relative density and buoyancy related to the medium an object is confined in. Dense molecules will always fall through mediums consisting of lesser dense molecules. That's what a lot of people cannot get. It is very simple. It is the natural law of the universe, and gravity has no business in this. Gravity is not needed for a flat Earth. Gravity is definitely needed for a spinning ball Earth. So when you talk about gravity not being necessary for this to be possible, you have a huge misunderstanding of the model itself, not only the atmosphere, but water curving and convexing. So that's my proof. My proof is water does not curve. The majority of the earth is covered in it. And gravity has never been proven. And I got a minute and a half left, but I'll let you go. That's all I need. Okay, so I'm going to come back in because apparently you said it, it was loading, which I appreciate you told me this time. You didn't tell me last time, which wasted a lot of my time. So I'm going to come right back. Yeah, come yeah go. I can't believe you said you, you don't need gravity for the globe. Right off the bat, I was like, all right, it's in the bag. <laughs> I can't believe this guy, dude. I wonder how much time we got. What I, what I said was the shape of the Earth has nothing, we're talking geometry, not physics. That's what I said. So anyway, so how much time do I get right now? Because I got cut short there and I wanna, my rebuttal to you is showing proof that you just said we have no proof of curvature, water doesn't curve. I will show evidence of all of this. All right, we'll, we'll both go for seven minutes. I think we got 20 minutes left, but we'll go for like 15 and just to be safe. So go for seven. And then, so this is your rebuttal right now. And or seven you can do uninterrupted. Please take the chat off on the bottom. Seven minutes uninterrupted. I would like ten minutes really. I didn't get you really screwed me by not telling me it was loading. That's an unfair thing that I wouldn't have done. That's dishonest. But starting right now, it. seven minutes. All right, go. Okay, let's go. Yo, volume. One second, I'm having a volume thing here. Hold on. Seventeen. YouTuber Sly Sparkane posted a video where a bunch of volunteers from all over the planet measured the altitude angle of the sun during the equinox. Their goal, again, was to find out if the round Earth model would agree with the data gathered from their observation. So participants in nine different countries conducted a simple observation, which is very similar to Eratosthenes' observation done over 2,000 years ago. Using the latitude of each participant, the sun's elevation angle was measured during solar noon for each location. These angles were then placed on a sphere to see if angles correspond accordingly. Spoiler alert, when the lines of altitude were plotted, the only model that resulted in zero contradictions was the globe model. Being that there's only one sun giving off this light, every point should have lined up with the same one sun. Unfortunately for flat earthers, you would need multiple suns in multiple different locations seen by multiple different observers 
for their flat Earth model to make any sense. Yet another example of how with our own experiments, we can reenact what was done thousands of years ago to figure out that we do not live on a flat Earth and indeed do live on a sphere. This observation even verified accepted size of the globe. Because the stick lines, which are the lines that were perpendicular to the Earth's surface during observation, all converged to a point in the center of a sphere. And those measurements were used to calculate the size of our globe. However, this observation also hinted that the sun was extremely far away. So if that could be verified, then Sly's observation is rooted in reality to an even greater extent. 200 Proofs Earth is Not a Spinning Ball by Eric Dubay. Two, the horizon always rises to the eye level of the observer as altitude is gained, so you never have to look down to see it. So this is Red's rhetoric of YouTube, who debunks flat Earth, and he flew his drone up 1,600 feet into the air and showed that horizon clearly drops with altitude, and this is proof of curvature and proof that Earth is round. The Earth is a sphere. Remember, Eric Duvet's second point out of 200 that the Earth isn't a spinning ball is that the horizon will rise with altitude to the viewer's level. You are seeing right in front of you the opposite happen. So this right here is proof of curvature. Look at how that marked horizon has dropped. The Earth is not flat. Eric Dubay is wrong. Deal with it. Has a known angular size of around 0.53 degrees, as seen from Earth. If you were to look at the sun through a solar filter and track it all day long, as YouTuber Red's Rhetoric has done in this video, you would see that the sun would remain the same size in the frame. This makes sense because if the sun is the size asserted and at the distance asserted, we would not expect to see any shift in angular size as predicted by the law of perspective. The law of perspective being alpha equals two times the arc in g over 2r. So observations done in reality confirm what we would expect to see from a distant sun, and that distant sun comports with the observations done by Sly and his volunteers showing the size and shape of our Earth. Flat Earthers believe that the sun is circling the Earth, but the sun doesn't change its angular shape and size, while the flat Earth sun should get smaller as it moves away and bigger as it gets closer. This is a law of angles called perspective, and the Flat Earthers cannot get away from this fact. YouTuber Shocker did some observations with his drone. What he did was very simple. He had his drone at a set altitude and waited till the sun was visible during the sunrise. As soon as the sun was just visible, he dropped altitude and the sun disappeared again. The geometry of a spherical Earth predicts that this would be the case, and when it was tested, it turned out to actually be the case. Alright guys, so now you see how we see the sun again? And now it's getting blocked out. Why is that happening when we lower altitude? It's because the curvature is blocking it. Nope. And now we see again the sun rising. In the same day, we see the sun rising again. This would never happen on a flat Earth because parallel lines do not intersect. One line being your sight of view, the other line being the ground. And to pretend like the ground is gonna block your view is nothing short of delusional.
This same observation was seen by Red's rhetoric using his DJI Mavic Pro, but with a sunset, not a sunrise. When his Mavic Pro gained altitude, the sun that had already set came back into frame and you could watch it set again. You know, as predicted by the round earth model, this observation was done between five and four hundred feet. The point of these videos are to show it's not the distance to the sun that dictates whether or not you can see it. It's the altitude in which you see it when it's about to crest the horizon. It shows that the horizon actually does rise relative to the sun, and a rising horizon relative to the sun is exactly what we would expect to see on around Earth. Because as you lose altitude, part of the curve is going to obstruct your view from the sun. Now let's jump to what is some of the best evidence for the curvature of the Earth, and that is YouTuber Soundly's Lake Pontchartrain Causeway observation. The length of the causeway makes it possible to see the curvature of the Earth directly given a clear enough day. When the atmospheric clarity allows for it, you will be able to see the causeway literally curving with the Earth. These observations were also filmed with the flat earther camera of choice, the Nikon P900. What is amazing here is that this observation was virtually modeled with the assumed size and shape of the goal. And when you okay. compare the computer renderings to what was actually observed, okay. they match Pause as it. expected. This shows that the round earth model made a prediction. All right. Um, I'm just gonna rebuttal all those that all those pages and stuff. Are you ready? Now, the sunset in perspective, the reason that you see further when you're higher up or when you zoom in with a camera is due to perspective. The viewer at sea level can see for 3.1 miles with the naked eye until all lines converge into a central focal point. That's the vanishing point. That's exactly why ships appear to disappear, you know, when they're going out to the horizon, okay? Now, they do this from the bottom up because your angle of view is smallest from the hull compared to the masthead. So think of it as like, think of it as like a ruler. You have a ruler, right? Based up like this and you push it out on the horizon. It gets big and then the angle decreases as it goes further away, right? So what happens to objects when they go further away? Can you tell me? They get smaller and then disappear. Very good. Okay. Mathematical formula to that. Do you know that? What's up? You know that perspective. What is perspective? Because flat earthers just like to say perspective as if it means perception. What is perspective? Perspective is lines converging into a center focal point. Is perspective a formula, a mathematical formula? No, it's a natural phenomenon. It is. Perception, perspective is a mathematical formula that you can literally define the things you're talking about with. You're just coming out, you're just following YouTubers who say perspective to everything when it's actually a scientific formula to figure things out. Okay, I'm, I'm looking at my eyes and experience. So are you saying that street lamps that appear to descend in height are all different heights as they go down the street? 
or are they all the same height and they converge into a center focal point due to your field of view and your vision? Are they all the no. same height? If the earth was flat, you wouldn't see that happening because parallel lines do not intersect. It's getting okay. smaller because of the law of perspective the same way that all the things you're looking at when you show those photos, it's all perspective that you're not understanding. You're skewing the definition. So it's due to curvature. When you're dealing with water and horizons, like I just showed you a lake that you could literally see the curvature on the lake. Yeah. Yeah. But is that bridge straight or is it curved? It's curving over the it's it's curving over the horizon. I'm talking at if you're looking at it from above, is the bridge straight or is it curved? Is the bridge straight or is it curved? Um, it's curved. Okay, I'll save you time. It's curved. You can go to Google Earth and look at Lake Pontchartrain or whatever the fuck it's called. Right, but is it curving over a flat a flat? I'm not talking I'm not talking about curving over water. I'm talking like if you're looking at it from above, straight down from a helicopter, it's not straight. It has a bow to it. And that's why it appears to curve when you're looking at it from the left side. When you look at it from the right side with a P900, it looks straight. It looks flat. The curvature is because the bridge is not completely straight. So that's debunked right off the bat. High altitude balloon footage, you can see any uh, high-altitude balloon footage going to 121,000 feet, and the horizon rises to the eye of the observer. Not only that, but NASA's record uh, hypersonic flight, the X-15, I believe it's called, they took a photo at 317,000 feet high. Guess what the horizon did? Can you guess? You, you tell me, buddy, because you, you rose, claim to have the app, but you don't even have to the, the eye of the observer. It rose straight up to the eye of the observer, and it was completely flat. Now, I'm not going to use that as proof because I don't fucking trust NASA, but I'm just saying they forgot to put a fisheye on, and the horizon rose to the eye of the observer. Okay? Now, sunset and perspective. The reason that the sun appears to come back into view when you zoom in is because you're pushing that vanishing point further away from the observer. Now, all high-powered optical instruments, listen, all high-powered optical instruments have a limit. This only has 83 optical zoom, okay? So you have a limit in which you can zoom in, and then objects are definitely going to appear to disappear over the horizon. They're simply leaving your vanishing point. And the reason that you can see higher and bring a sunset back into view and have it set twice due to the altitude is because you're rising up and you're increasing your field of view, okay? So like I said, it's like if you put a ruler on the horizon and you stand it up straight, what happens to the ruler when it goes further away? Your angle of view decreases, therefore the size of the object decreases, therefore the sun decreases in size and appears to disappear. You're, you're not understanding the law of perspective. Size. It doesn't decrease in angular size, ever. Yes, it does. Never no, it doesn't. It has to on a flat Earth, but it doesn't do that. It, it's dependent on the atmosphere and the density of the atmosphere. People don't understand that it's a mathematical formula to figure out when you're on a highway and there's two cars and one car goes all the way in front of you and it disappears. It's a scientific mathematical formula that you still haven't understood yet. So you're just using perspective as like a, a line to just throw out to debunk everything and it just doesn't work that way.
No, it does. And you can observe it. The perspective is alpha equals two times the arctan of G over 2R. That is actually math. And you okay, still you understand haven't figured it? out that that's the math. And I'm not saying I'm an expert it. in all this math. I'm not exactly. an expert in all this math. Dude, but all I of your videos... Excuse me. All of your videos were parroting. It was very obvious that those were not your words. You're parroting a script that was either sent to you or you looked up. You don't. You don't know if that was true that you were talking about, dude. You're just parroting I'm shit, so and that's why you recorded it because you can't talk like man to man. You can't talk and think with your own mind. You have to parrot people. That's why you haven't come up with one single proof on your own, other than Aristotle's and everybody experiments that they could do themselves and view for themselves you're not doing it you're never talking done about yourself i've done experiments over bodies of water with my own camera i can tell you from personal experience that bodies of water do not curve and if bodies of water do not curve and the earth is covered in 71 percent of water what the what shape do you think the earth is bro Seriously, this isn't rocket science. This is the most easily provable conspiracy. The hard part is getting past your conditioning. And I've been there. Everybody's been there, dude. No. Been philosophers, the philosophers have observed the curvature with ships. And I'm going to continue with my last two proofs uh, of the curvature over here. Ships don't prove curvature. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Notice how those huts on the left side of the bridge, all the way towards the end of the bridge, look so much closer together than the ones in the beginning. This is due to the law of perspective. Many flat earthers like to make the claim that we never see any proof of curvature, especially with large bodies of water. Well, you should head over to Louisiana and check out Lake Pontchartrain and see it for yourself. This is a lake and not an ocean, to add to the assault. Once again, we have more proof of curvature and visual proof that a flat Earth does not exist. Now, one visual experiment we've seen for thousands of years is the one of a ship sailing below the horizon. I just Thank talked you. about this, bro. I just told you why they disappeared first. MC, the MC. I'm showing you proof right here. This video shows a tanker <laughs> ship being partially obscured by the horizon yet with absolutely no visual limitations via the atmosphere. It's also worth pointing out that we have enough angular size to work with when it comes to the ship in question. Therefore, the only reason why the ship would be partially not visible is if something was in the way. And the video clearly shows that it's the water, the very same water that finds its own level. This isn't anything new. This observation has been done for centuries. And when you look at all the evidence presented, you find one thing in common. They all converge on the same answer for not only the shape of the Earth, but the size of the Earth as well. So observations done in reality confirm the size and shape of our Earth. These observations can be repeated. Anybody can verify it for themselves. The strength of our case lies not in the fact that we have millions of dollars to spend. The strength of our case lies in the fact we're gathered by normal, everyday people. And once again, we see proof of the curvature. The earth is not flat and we live a sphere. Alright you guys, thanks for tuning in. We're, we got like 20 seconds left. So, um, we're going to do a, a part
Yo, yo. Yeah, I wanted to come on and do like a little after show and uh, just talk about what just went down. Um, <laughs> I, I apologize for all the delays in the beginning. I thought he would um, be here on time. I'm not here to talk shit about him. I think I don't need to. Um, he's expecting me to transfer him $200 right now. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be a man of my word. I'm going to do that. It's sad that it took me $200 to get him on here. And it was very apparent that he just parroted everything beforehand and made videos because he couldn't rely on his own word live. This is a live debate, but it was for him, it was a pre-recorded debate. Who does that? <laughs> and when we even agreed that tonight was going to be speaking man to man from what we know and the second round, we're going to have a three-part series. Um, I'm going to destroy him in all three parts. But the second round, we already agreed that it was going to be video. So tonight was supposed to be us talking man-to-man. -man. And what did he do? He turned the camera around and he played videos. And those were definitely not his words. Now, I don't know if he's an agent. I, there's no proof of that. Even if he is, we couldn't prove it. But you know what? I think he took a fat L tonight, and he didn't say anything from his own mind. And I can easily go on any anti-flat earth website, write out, you know, write all that shit out, and parrot that. And he had many straw man arguments, including late Ponatron. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, the constellations in the northern hemisphere and the southern hemisphere. That's affirming the consequent. That's like saying, if Q, then A. A, therefore Q. Like I said before, it's like saying, I ate 10 pizzas, therefore I'm full. I am full, therefore I must have eaten 10 pizzas. It's like assuming the globe before going into the experiment. That's not how experiments work. That's how logical fallacies work. And his entire argument was riddled with them. So, um, fuck, I wish he brought like a really good argument. He didn't even mention the Cavendish experiment. He didn't even mention gravity. He didn't. He couldn't, that's why. He couldn't prove gravity, so he avoided it outright. If I were defending the globe, I would probably try to prove gravity, because without it, you can't really have a ball. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. That was a shit show. I wish that was a better debate. I wish he actually brought up good points. But, um... I want to thank everybody for tuning in, and we will definitely have, I don't know if we'll, we're definitely going to have a part two, but I'd like to. Um, maybe we can just have two parts and have Freedom Faction, like, you know, be the moderator for the second one. Hopefully we can just do it, like, you know, calling in without video or anything like that. Um, I don't know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to debate him. I'm not trying to debate Red's rhetoric who has been proven to falsify and fake experiments. He converged lines in a high-altitude drone footage to make the lines of the horizon look curved. Jaronism exposed him on that. Red's rhetoric holds no weight whatsoever in the community. So the fact that he was parroting random people online, like he basically went on YouTube, was like, proof that the Earth is a globe, and then he went to the best uh, you know, videos that he could find, he couldn't even understand that shit that he was talking about. He was listing off formulas for perspective and uh, angular distortion and all the shit. 
He didn't understand a word he was saying. And I think that says a lot about the type of researcher he is. Like I said, I don't, I don't mean to like bash him or anything, but I just think that people should question everybody who they get advice from or truth from on the internet. Don't trust me. Don't even trust me. Don't trust anybody until you can prove what they're saying to be true. So, especially when you're getting like dietary advice from somebody like that, I would question that. Why is that so blurry? So I would question everything, you know, not just truth is terrorism. Question everybody. Question me. Question your mom. Question your dad. Question your teachers. Question authority. I think it's very healthy to be a skeptic when it comes to everything. So I'm not going to be on here for long, but um, I just wanted to apologize for that debate wasn't really what I thought it would be. I thought it would be more back and forth, him talking to me like a man, instead of parroting shit. Um, I lost my temper a couple times, I apologize about that, I was trying to stay level-headed. But this dude drives me fucking nuts. <laughs> I cannot stand it. And um, that kind of showed tonight. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad that it went down, though. I'm glad so many people turned out. I thought it was going to be like 300, 400 people. It was like over like 1,200, 1,400, 1,500 at one point. So for anybody who didn't catch it, I posted it in my story. Um, and, Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't save it, so I'm going to have to go back and screen record it, but I think Freedom Faction is going to record it and uh, do like a video on it or something like that. I think he's actually going to narrate over it. And I think he mentioned also that he was going to have a physicist uh, interview, or he was going to interview a physicist about uh, Flat Earth. So that should be interesting, because I want to hear what they have to say about gravity and the Cavendish experiment and the lack of an independent variable which is definitely needed for a hypothesis. So the only proof of gravity is a pseudoscientific experiment. And like I said, if gravity doesn't exist, number one, curvature doesn't exist. Number two, an atmosphere next to a low pressure system cannot exist. And we would be flung from the surface of a big spinning ball earth. So, um, yeah. That's all I have to say about that. And he refuted to give me any proof. He looked up in the sky for the shape of the earth of which he was standing on below. And I think there's a reason he avoided water and uh, all that other stuff. So without further ado, I thank you guys for uh, tuning in. And I will probably catch you. I don't know. I'll probably go live again this week or something. But, um, oh, before I go, who do you... And, I know a lot of his people are probably tuning in too, but so there there is some confirmation bias, but who do you think won? I mean, I know I won, but I just want to... <laughs> uh, don't pay him. It just shows some stupid videos. No, I promised him 200 bucks, so I got to pay him. Even though he really let me down, dude. He really let me down. I didn't think he was just going to take his phone turn it 180 and point it at a fucking screen. None of those were his words. They were all scripted, and then he was just reading from it like a parrot. Like, all these, all this shit that I read off, that's all my words. Like, the, the railgun experiment. The only thing that I really read from 
um, was like the geodesic experiments because of the numbers and the Chicago uh, skyline because of the complexity of the observer height. But that's about it. And uh, yeah, I think he exposed himself. He, he, he's only been looking into it for like a month though. I mean, probably do the same thing. <clears throat> uh, I'll pay you not to pay. <laughs> How much are you going to pay me not to pay him? <laughs> That's funny as hell. Oh man. This guy's a piece of work, man. I guess I heard someone whisper him. Yo, Las Vegas, that was savage. <laughs> I, I can't accept your money though. Thank you though. <clears throat> yeah, I had some people offer uh, offer him five hundred bucks. They were like, "Yeah, I'll give you five hundred to get him on." And um, I was like, "He doesn't deserve that much, dude. He should be doing this shit for free. He should defend his worldview for free." Hell, I would pay to do it. I would pay to go live with somebody that had influence just to talk about this shit. And. Um, some of you are probably like, dude, flat earth doesn't fucking matter. Like, what difference does a shape make? And I agree, it doesn't matter what the shape is. It's about the lie and their ability to get away with something like this for 500 years. That's why I expose it because it's kind of like, you know, we're all in it together. We're all fighting the same demon, the same snake. So it's kind of like fast tracking, you know, going through the tall grass, seeing the tail, you know, 9-11 is the tail. Uh, vaccines, uh, GMOs, um, chemtrails, that's like the mid-body. And then you get to the head of that motherfucker and you see flat earth and all this other stuff that's way too heavy. And you realize that flat earth is the umbrella effect that encompasses everything. It exposes not only the rulers and the people that are responsible for everything that we're fighting, all this corruption, Jesuits, Masons, Vatican, uh, Zionist Jews, I left that out because he's Jewish, um, <laughs> But it encompasses everything. So I look at it as like, you know, it's not very important what the shape is. I mean, it is, but um, it's more about exposing the people that we're fighting. Because, you know, when you realize that you can be lied to on an astronomical scale like that, you, you start paying attention. And, uh, yeah, so that's why I do it. <clears throat> But, yeah, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go get some food. I'm kind of hungry. So again, thank you guys for tuning in and I will probably go live again this week. Peace.